Hey sister, if you are loving this podcast, if you are binging on it, if you're like, oh my God, I'm getting so much out of this, then please let me know and leave us a review on iTunes. This means the world to me because I want more people to hear this, to hear what my guests on the show have to say, to be inspired every day, to have reminders, to shine their light, live out their purpose and all the things. So your reviews matter and it fills my heart and soul with so much gratitude for everything. So go on iTunes, leave me some love. And when you do, I have a special gift for you. So just screenshot after you leave a review and email info at spiritualbossbabe.com. I'm going to send you a free hypnosis that you will freaking love that will help you attract abundance and get into receiving mode. So if you're down to do that, hit me up and tag me on Instagram after you listen to today's episode so I can shout you out as well. Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have the amazing Janae Rose here with me, aka Namaste Janae. And I'm super excited for you to dive into today's episode because Janae is such an amazing soul. She is a self-made six-figure soulpreneur in just six months. And she's a leading voice for healing of the millennial generation and is also an expert in self-mastery, emotional intelligence, and manifestation for women who are ready to serve their world with their gifts. You are going to get so much out of this episode as Janae and I dive into all things manifestation, growing your business, getting your message out there, and so much more. So without further ado, let's welcome Janae onto the show. All right. Welcome to the show, Janae. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm so honored and excited to be here with you and your tribe. Yes. So good. I love your energy and everything that you're all about. I follow you on Instagram and you're just like really killing it with oh. everything that you're doing. So I I want to hear a little bit more about like what got you into the whole manifestation talk and growing your business and like really just blazing the trail, showing up like a badass leader and doing the damn thing. I love you. 
Um, okay, sure. I will try and keep it concise, but feel free to inquire about anything that like sure. your, your mind. But um, I was really sort of like the black sheep of my family, I guess you could say. And that story really haunted me. Um, and I had a lot of like traumas and wounds in my family. And I was just really unhappy. Like as a, my mom said, it, I was like the most unhappy baby. Like she could never make me happy, Aww. which is really like haunting, right? Um, and so that sort of facilitated this whole life of life being really hard. It felt really hard for me. Like, don't get me wrong. I was so blessed. Um, but I, there was a lot of, um, you know, my family doesn't have a lot of open communication and I have a mom and a stepdad who are amazing and have been married, but I have a biological father as well. And so there was a lot of turmoil in that and a lot of different, you know, um, divergence of mindset and money mindset. Um, and things like that. So, you know, while one side of my family was well off, the other side would be like angry or jealous or negative around that. Um, and, you know, not to say that the wealth was coming from a good place or had good intentions, but um, that was sort of a lot of my upbringing. And there was a lot of illness. My dad was really, really sick um, as I was growing up and had like stage four cancer. And I took care of him and he had a lot of different women around that just weren't um, stable. So that's kind of like a little bit of an interview of my upbringing. And um, when I went off to college, I repeated a lot of these wounds and um, I was, you know, utilizing drugs and just doing things that were covering up kind of this light that I had deep down, but I didn't know how to access. And I always felt like I wasn't good at anything. Um, I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't popular enough, kind of all those things, but they were really, really deep rooted for me. Mm. Um, And that perpetuated, again, that storyline perpetuated because um, I like got off to a successful start, right? I went to USC, one of the best colleges in the world, amazing, had a really great opportunity right out of college, working with a little known startup that was sold for a billion dollars several years ago. And like, yeah, so there was a lot of incredible opportunity, but um, I was so not awake that I didn't know what to do with any of it. And I really kind of, I was like fired from every job I ever had. I started having really bad panic attacks, anxiety, depression, um, like deep, deep stuff. And that again, just perpetuated. And one day I'd had enough. Um, I stumbled into a yoga studio and that was sort of my first glimpse into spirituality and healing um, as a modality. And I became obsessed with that. And um, several years later, I like quit my job, started teaching yoga and meditation. And that just kind of all spiraled into the mindset work. Um, I got injured a little while ago, so I couldn't practice and that made me not want to teach. And that actually perpetuated and like forced me to do the deep inner work Mm. versus just the physical external, you know, human sleeve body work that we like to think of as yoga here. But um, yeah, it was a really, it's been a beautiful journey. It's been really hard and it's just kind of, it's always continuing as you know. Mm. Wow. That's really powerful. Uh, how, like, how long ago was it when you like first got into like the yoga stuff? Yeah. So I, um, was working for my dad and it was maybe, I think it was 2015. Yeah. Cause I lived in downtown LA with my boyfriend and I would commute back and forth to like Artesia from downtown LA, which is far. And, um, we had a falling out and I had to quit. And I, that's when I found yoga really. I was wow. like, I was in a really dark place. Um, and I went into a local yoga studio and I like laid on my mat and just cried the whole time. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And then I went back every day for the next year, at least. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like um, 
I noticed like with several people that I've talked to that like in the last like four or five years was like this catalyst of change and awakening, including myself. Um, and there's always layers to it. I feel of like your growth and expansion and awakening. And so that's really fascinating. And I love how you said that after teaching, it propelled you into coaching and to doing what you're doing. When did you like, were you still like sharing your message and showing up in the online space when you first kind of got into it? Or... Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So I, um, after I left my dad's company, I went to work for um, one of the biggest brands in the world, and I was like killing it, doing really well. But again, still really unhappy. Like on the out external world, from the outside looking in, I had kind of it all, um, and the inside, I was just miserable. I was miserable, um, and I was really new in my process. But I started just sharing my yoga practice online, mm-hmm. um, and then as it progressed it became an outlet for me, but also a competitive and judgmental area. Because when yoga was really booming online a few years ago, um, it was really about like who can get the contract, who can do the deeper pose. And that's really like part of the part of, I think the reason that I got injured because the universe was like, you're not supposed to be doing this and competing with people to do a deep back bend. You're supposed to be like facilitating growth. Um, and so the injury was devastating to me, right? But it did create this new arena where... I was able to dive within and then I started sharing more about my mindset growth and then that cultivated more people who were interested in that. Uh, and then it just grew. But yeah, I I had had maybe like randomly like 10 or 20,000 followers when I had quit my job. And so that was definitely like a reason that I was I felt more confident in quitting, but I'd also just had enough. I'd had enough of being told I wasn't good enough. I'd had enough of people yelling at me and making me feel like I was insignificant. I had enough of being this square peg trying to fit into a round hole. Mm-hmm. And I had enough of trying to live to please everyone around me. My parents, you know, you have to have this stable job. You have to do it like, you know, we were taught and I was just done. And so... I, yeah, I started teaching and then that teaching modality of yoga and meditation just facilitated the growth of the internal work. And then I became like obsessed with self-development and spirituality and mindset and inner work and, you know, emotional intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. And and I definitely want to get into all that. I think I find it so fascinating because like two things came up as you were sharing that. Number one, I think it's really fucking awesome that you had such a like large following and people that were like really into your story. I'm assuming it's because you were so authentic and vulnerable with like sharing your journey um, before you like, like while this was all happening. And uh, also like I'm... I want to hear what your mindset tools were like in the beginning of that like shift of like going deeper with the mindset and sharing those tools and practices with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this was, I quit my job two years ago. So two years ago in March. Congratulations. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's been a wild ride. And like, I think what's really cool is that I also just sort of surrendered to letting whatever I felt called to teach present itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was really important. I love that. Yeah. Like I didn't just jump out and I was like, I'm going to teach mindset. Like, no, I, I taught yoga. I went around to all the companies in my area and like hustled and, and was teaching and, you know, being around sweaty bodies. And like, I was making, you know, $20 an hour. Like it wasn't just, I'm going to go and like have all of this success, right? Like it, you know, they say an overnight success was 10 years behind the making. Um, yeah. Right. So, so that grew really slowly, but as far as mindset, I, 
I read all the books, right? Like I did all the things. I think the only online trainings available at that point was like Gabby Bernstein, which I did. And like some of the other kind of older masters um, of our craft. Like it wasn't, this whole coaching thing hadn't boomed yet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think now it's sort of at the like precipice where people are starting to realize this can be a real beautiful service and it can be a really, you know, amazing way to have a lifestyle and to build a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it's any easier than any other kind of business, but um, yeah. So my mindset, I was really doing like a lot of work around being less reactive, right? So a lot of meditation, a lot of these older practices that people don't want to do because they take time <laughs> and maybe they're overwhelming as well. Um, but I just really hold space for everything that was like coming in. And that was, was a lot of meditating and a lot of journaling and a lot of really simple practices. Um, a lot of like self-inquiry. Does this thought make me feel good? Do I have to participate in the thought? right? Like things like that, that are available to anyone. Um, it's just about being willing to like see these things differently. Mm-hmm. And to change your perception. Yeah. You have to be open to it, right? If you're not open to it, it's just going to like fall on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. But if you're open to change, right? And you're like, I want to improve. I want to be less reactive. I want to be more patient. I, whatever you want to be, um, you have to be willing then to confront the places in yourself that are stopping you from being there. Yeah. And so like, what is your take on that? Like of, you know, being future focused and having that emotional intelligence to observe the things that come up and then also going to those places and taking the responsibility. Cause you know, I, I personally believe that obviously the shadow work is important and it's a big part of manifestation. And at the same time, I personally also feel like you don't need to always go digging. So I'm curious to hear like your teachings, your thoughts on like the healing and manifestation process like simultaneously. Yeah. Manifestation came into my, my vision, my space once I feel like I had gotten over a lot of the, the wounds that were still coming up. So I think if the wounds are still presenting themselves, it means that, you know, there's something there that needs to be healed, but I don't necessarily believe that healing has to be like hard and scary. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the reason a lot of people might align with my message is because I'm like fun and goofy and like, it can be, you know, it's okay. We all we're victims of victims, right? We're victims raised by victims, raised by victims. So it's like, there's things that are just passed down to us that we can just become aware of, accept, um, without judgment. And then you know, try better next time. Like it doesn't have to be this huge overwhelming situation. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think, I don't really think I went digging. I think for me, it was like, these things are stopping me from being happy Mm -hmm. and I have to do something about that. Um, because I know that I'm here for more. Right. And I had a teacher once tell me, you know, um, you must've been someone important in a, in a previous life to go through all of this pain so young. And that stuck with me and that like gave my pain a purpose. Mm. Um, And so now with my clients who want to be coaches or solopreneurs or, you know, have service-based businesses online, I say, you have to, you have to use that pain because that pain oftentimes presents your purpose or what you're supposed to be doing, who you're supposed to be facilitating. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like those women who know they have so much potential and they want to give and they're just in this place of like disbelief and still struggling. Um, And that's where that mindset work came in. And I think it goes hand in hand with manifestation. But I think if we, you know, when we like overload it, it can be um, 
Like if we're not in a place of confidence, we're just going to continue to delay our manifestations as well. Yeah. Um, so I think with manifestation, it's such a beautiful practice and it's, it's that it's also a practice, you know, and it's going to bring up for you what you're needing to work on. Yeah. So true. I know for me as well. And so many people listening, it's like the, the mindset stuff really is like a big thing. Like for, for me personally, it held me back for a really long time. The whole not having the confidence or not feeling worthy or having that imposter syndrome come in when I started putting myself out there. And it was like, fuck man, like when is this gonna, like I already know all this stuff. I shouldn't be, you know what I mean? It was like that spiral of like, why isn't this gonna stop? And it was finally like reaching that moment of like really just a new level of like taking responsibility um, of my inner world. Mm. Yeah, I call it radical responsibility. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's really two things that we can be in control of or that we can um, change and that's our perception, right? And our our ability to like perceive. So that's the same thing. Oh, our (laughs) perception, like wait, cut. Um, It's our perception and our reaction. Are the, those are the two things that we really ha- have to be in charge of. So you can take radical responsibility for that and say, okay, how am I perceiving this? Can I perceive it differently? Yes. Okay. Let's integrate that. Right. Or how am I reacting to this? Can I react differently? Can I react in a way that's better for everyone? Yes. Let's integrate that. And those are like two big things that if we take responsibility for, I think it also pays off within the idea of manifestation and calling in the things that you desire because totally. you're, you know, you're, you're doing the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And things can shift really f- fast when you take responsibility. Very fast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, have you like, wh- have you reached like in your journey of like putting your message out there, growing your soul centered business, doing all these awesome things? Was there a point where you like reached this like tipping point? Um, uh, like massive quantum leap phase after, you know, doing all the work or was it like a gradual kind of thing, if that makes sense? Totally. Some people talk about like, you know, and I've experienced it too, of like doing all this inner work and stuff and then reaching this moment where it's like, it feels like everything's happening like all at once. Yeah. I feel like that right now. Um, but of course it's like this ebb and flow of, of heart versus ego or of, of life. Right. And we're in it. Um, and I don't think the, that inner development, that inner cultivation of self is ever really done. Like there will always be lessons presented. Um, we just become more aware and awake. And I think then we get to integrate them easier, mm-hmm. um, or quicker. Um, but I would say like right now I'm in this place of, looking back at six months and seeing how much things have grown and shifted. And it's amazing. And it creates such a, such a deep feeling of gratitude. Mm. Um, and it also, again, like gives all of the suffering and all of the struggle a reason. Mm. And that I think allows me to, to calm those wounds when they arise. It's like, okay, we're doing it. You know, like you're living your dream. You're, you're taking the steps. So I would say the last six months, I mean, Six months ago is when I launched my first group program. And I had probably, oh. yeah, I'd been one-on-one coaching for maybe six months before that. And then again, I had been teaching yoga, right? Of the year before that. So, so it I was does seem like it happened fast. Really fast. Yeah. Like the last six months, I've had six figures within my business. It's, it's amazing, right? But 
um, it takes that, that awareness to step back and say, yes, wow. Like you are doing it and just to keep going, mm-hmm. um, not to get distracted right by those things. And it doesn't mean that it's like all smooth sailing, honey. Cause that would be fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, let's be real. Like we show up online as like the best version or sometimes I show up as the worst and I'm like crying, but it's, you never know someone's journey unless you're in it. And so mm-hmm. I hope this is just inspiring and empowering. Um, versus like alienating because I think sometimes it's like we see all these people with these stories and like how do I get that mm-hmm. right and it's like you you listen in you know you listen to what your soul is talking is is calling for mm-hmm. um and and I think that's really where the answer is that's where the answer to manifestation is that's where the answer to you know your abundant life that's where the answer is they're all in there they're all in there mm-hmm. and yeah and it's just a matter of like being more aware of them. What what do you what like specifically changed for you in the last six months? Do you feel or like what did you do differently? What do you think it was for you to experience the massive shift? Yeah, or I, you know, yeah, all of it. I was thinking about this earlier, so it's funny that you ask that. We're so aligned. Um, for me. I stopped questioning my voice. Mm. Um, I, you know, there was a period a little while ago where I unfollowed everyone that I was following on social media. Like I literally had a zero of, of who I was following. Wow. Um, and I did it unapologetically. And I was like, oh my gosh, my friends are going to be mad at me. I even unfollowed my husband. I was like, sorry, babe, <laughs> I'm doing this for me. Like I degaff if you're upset about it, you know? And I just like really held that space for myself because I felt myself sliding back. I was getting judgmental. I was criticizing other people. I was feeling like I was going to get into this copycat mode that so many of us get into online where we see someone else's thing and then we just copy it, tweak a couple words, make it our own, post it. And like, I wanted to cultivate and I wanted to create. Um, and the way that I knew best to do that because I use social media so much was just to have a clean slate where the only posts I could see were my own. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that devotion of wanting to come with pure messaging that was from source channeled through me for whoever needs it. Um, it calmed a lot of my nerves, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of my nerves. And I went through a lot of stuff like in uh, February, a lot around money and a lot around uh, bad investments um, and needing to learn what was happening with that. Um, And I felt like my world was crumbling. Like I've never been so upset and it was necessary, right? Because I think a lot of times the biggest pain is the biggest growth spurt. Mm-hmm. And we just have to go through it and like be willing to surrender. And I was like, I will not get out of this state until I fucking know what's going on. And I learn. And I asked, I prayed, I went to the ocean, you know, like I did the things that I know how to do to connect deeply to source. I meditated and mm-hmm. did all the kundalinis. I did all that. <laughs> um, and I, I realized and I implemented, right? And I just took the lessons that I thought I could ex- extract from the experience. So I think just tuning in, like, listen in. Mm-hmm. That's so freaking powerful. I love that you deleted everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, sorry guys. And now I'm really careful and I have everyone that I follow on mute actually. So. Wow. Is this like on Facebook and Instagram or like, Instagram. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, Cause you mainly use Instagram, right? Yeah. I have wow. a Facebook group, but you know, it's, it's, Instagram is where many people are. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. It's yeah. so interesting that you say that. Um, because I think it was like in April, I went through this like um, massive energy shift phase where I was like, okay, like I just got back from this trip in Guatemala that was like super life-changing. And 
I did like a whole energy clearing in my Facebook group. And I was like, I just need to just be like, just me here mm-hmm. and turned like all the posts off. And like, it felt so good to just like be in the energy of like clearing and creating. So like I, that really spoke to me when you said that. It's and big, it, necessary. Yeah. And it's like so important to honor that when you feel it too. Yeah. And I think something that is kind of this trade industry secret is like, if you see someone who's showing up powerfully online, you can pretty much damn be sure that they're not scrolling. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, or they have someone posting for them. And I think we forget that we get sucked into this. I mean, it's a transference of energy when you're utilizing Instagram. And I think that's overlooked. So when I'm scrolling and I'm looking at all these people's stuff, um, and if their energy isn't right, and I'm absorbing that because I'm sensitive to energy, right? Then I'm getting off Instagram and I feel like shit. And mm-hmm. then what's going to happen? I get stuck in a thought loop and an old pattern arises or an old wound comes up. And I've just set myself back three days, right? And so it's like honoring where you're at and honoring who you're surrounding yourself with, not only in reality, but online as well. Yeah. It's, yeah. When I stopped, I did a no scroll challenge with one of my friends. Actually, I think you just interviewed Lauren. Yes. <laughs> no I scroll challenge. Um, like last summer, we were like, okay, we're going to hold each other accountable. Like, and ever since then, like it was a game changer, a complete game changer. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's not like I just never, ever did again. Yeah. But since then it's like, I, you know, it's just like a different perspective of like, I am here to show up and to serve and to, you know, if I do consume anything, it's something that's like raising my vibration or like I'm learning something, whatever, deeper, but I'm here to serve. I'm not here to freaking scroll, waste time, compare, wonder if I'm good enough. None of that shit. Yeah. I mean, it's just a trigger, right? Like, so scrolling and all of these things are addictive behaviors and they're triggering. Um, And it's just what's important. Like, where's the priority? Is the priority to absorb what other people are teaching or, you know, to consume or is the priority? And it might be, and that might be a great place for someone to be learning, right? Because you have to consume, you know, before you have the knowledge of the masterful tools, right? To create. I consumed. Mm-hmm. I consumed for years. I read every damn book I could find. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I got into every like previous online program before it was coaching. And then I invested in coaches and did all the things and the Tony Robbins and all of it, you know, and that's important. It's really important because you need someone to hold space for you first while you're kind of learning and, and, um, awakening. Yeah. And then you get to this place of like, okay, now I know that I have practices that I'm masterful in and it's time for me to create and to give, um, and to not consume to that same extent. Yeah. Yes, totally. And, uh, you know, I think we're always learning and growing as well. And it, it just, I guess it depends on the type of things you are consuming. I know for me, like I have been a YouTube binger for like, <laughs> <laughs> so my YouTube binges are, are still existent, but they are, they serve me. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're so YouTubing time. Yeah. It's like, if you're YouTubing Dr. Joe Dispenza and all That's the people, all I do. he's my right. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Like awesome. Do it. Um, but then take time to integrate and reflect on that. And I'm sure you yeah. kind of learn it. Right. Versus just like watch with dead fish eyes and like just yeah. gloss over. Um, which is the same idea of scrolling. We're not really like, 
mindfully absorbing. Yeah. Um, and so I think it causes a lot of overwhelm, a lot of anxiety, a lot of comparison, all the things that as a collective, especially as divine feminine collective, we need to stop doing. Mm-hmm. I love this conversation. I feel like a lot of people are going to get stuff out of it because this, okay. this comes up a lot with like yeah. the girls on my mastermind or even, you know, my programs, like the whole comparisonitis or like, you know, wondering what to post. I'm like, don't think about what to post. Get out of your head and your heart. I'm having them like practice like the channeling of like just letting it come through you in order to do that. The whole no scrolling thing, the whole, um, you know, being intentional and being in that right space, your content's going to become more powerful because you're going to be in this place of being in your heart and being of service and allowing it to come through. Yes, 100%. Yeah, and because it is that energy transference. And I think if you're in a place of like, you want to start creating and you want to start sharing, do it. But just know that like, you're going to share with where you're at. Um, And I would say, yeah, like for me, those rituals of those slow, quiet mornings, reflecting, breathing, connecting, um, connecting to source and my inner source, you know, like those things are what allow you to create from your heart and not from the mind. Mm. Do you have like a specific morning ritual that you usually do? Yeah. Um, I've been super called to journaling lately. So I'll write like, you know, in the morning I'll grab my notebook and I'll do like a half a page of gratitudes and just everything that comes to mind. I'm grateful for my bed, my dog, you know, any, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't have to be some big thing. It can be anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and just really focusing on like cultivating the feeling of gratitude, right. Which is important. It's not just, I'm grateful. It's like, I know grateful. Like we forget it's the energy, it's the feeling. Um, so I'll do like 10 gratitudes and then the rest of the page I'm talking about you know, expressing thanks for my manifestations, my goals, things that I'm calling in, um, and just getting into alignment and reminding myself what's important um, and what I'm here to do. And I find when I don't do it, things go a little awry. Mm. Yeah. That's how I feel when I miss my workouts. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Oh, like I got to move my body. Yeah, totally. So do you mean, do you like, well, I'm I'm assuming you obviously probably help mostly female entrepreneurs. So this is new. This is my new program. And I, yeah, before it was all just mindset, um, work and emotional intelligence, self-mastery to anyone that really desired it. Um, But I did work with women. Um, I just felt more called that way. And then there was this big intuitive nudge that was like, you need to be helping other women cultivate their light. Um, and you need to be having a larger impact. And so this is the first run of my goddess boss mastermind, which is, you know, for women who are want to be like, they want to be entrepreneurs, um, or they are kind of really new. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's the beginning stage of like figuring out how to, who you are, what your present purpose is, how to show up online. And then of course, like utilizing it in this really soul centered way. Mm. Um, yeah, because I think that's how we're going to change the world. Just like getting more healers, teachers, guides, okay. empaths, light workers. Right with you. <laughs> yeah, like, let's go, yeah. ladies. Come on. We all, there's plenty of space. Like, we, you know, the time mm-hmm. is now to rise. So that's what I've been feeling called to, been feeling called to cultivate now. So beautiful. And it's so aligned. It's aligned with what I do, but it's also aligned, like, in general. It's all, uh, it's all related, the mindset stuff, the manifesting, the purpose, like it's like a holistic thing. And so 
I love that you're shifting into that. And it's like so cool and, and so important because like part of the um, getting your message out there and shining your light is you've got to be that person and really own your message and own your story and, and step into that confidence. And that's something that, you know, I've been helping people a lot with too. And I, I personally think that it's 90% energy, like 10% strategy, but I didn't always, you know, like in, in the beginning, I'm like, was, I was like, oh yeah, I got to do, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah. And then once I was like, you know what, actually I've seen more success with things I did from a place of flow. So let me just honor that. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that's scary because it goes against everything we're programmed to it believe. Does. And so I think for those listening who are like, what? Like, <laughs> just just hear it and like, keep doing what you're doing, you know? Like you'll you'll realize and awaken to it when you're ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still, like, I'm in that place because I'm an Aries, I'm a, I'm a Ram, I'm super Vata, like got a lot of energy. Um, and so I get into that place of like, hustle, hustle, hustle. And then I'm like, oh, here comes the anxiety. Oh, here comes the stress and the overwhelm. No, no, no. Time to reset, time to ground, right? Time to reflect. Um, and so now I can catch myself, which is so important um, because it is, you know, you are, it took you this long to become this version of you. Totally. So it's always going, those integrations, like it's a process, you know, like it's, yeah, it's just relearning or unlearning or, you know, awakening, remembering, whatever term. All of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, flow is something that I'm really purposefully practicing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what like, made easy. I got it. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, like that was that honestly, like that's been the biggest game changer for me was getting into flow. Mm-hmm. Um and honoring that. Obviously, still taking action. Duh. I mean, we need to take action, but like from the place of flow and 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 uh what feels really good and like listening to that intuitive nudge. Um and yeah, it's easier when you kind of already have your little system or process and kind of know like, you know what I mean? The back end stuff. <laughs> but yeah, like it made the biggest impact for me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's that mix. I call it the woo and the do. So like the spiritual the and the action. Do. Yeah. Love that. Right? It's, oh it's, my God. Yeah, you have to cultivate that and it's a practice and it's part of, I think, our experience as souls within the human sphere is like the humans go, go, go. And the soul is like the woo, 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 you know? So it's like culminating those two pieces of the puzzle. For me, that's been powerful. And I absolutely believe it's majority energy work. I just think that a lot of us can't really hear that and we can't really like, we don't know what to do with it yet. (laughs) But it's like, that's something that I'm absolutely becoming more aware of and really trying to implement into my life, my business and the way I I serve my people, you know? So I totally agree. Yeah. It's beautiful. So what is your uh, advice? Any last special golden nuggets for the women listening that are just starting out with their business or, or that are even striving for their next level? Like what do you want to share with them to like stay focused on and stay connected with? 
Definitely. So I would say you can only meet someone as deeply as you've met yourself. Mm -hmm. And so the same is going to go for the way you can show up and serve your clients. If you are not in a container where you're being served and someone isn't holding space for you, um, you are going to burn out really quickly. Um, And I don't think it'll be an enjoyable experience because you have to serve from overfill, right? Like think of your being or your energy as this tall glass of water, but the, the, the glass is empty right now. You have nothing to give from that place. So you have to turn that faucet on of energy, right? And put the, the cup under the faucet and then it has to fill up with the water and it has to overflow. And the overflow is what you give. Mm. So it's like super important. Like people, you know, they get a certification and then they see other people killing it online. They're like, well, I can do it too, which yes, you can, but do not forget that the best coaches, the best teachers, the best of the best, they all have their own masters, teachers, guides that they're working with, whether that's, you know, in the energy or it's someone in a human body. Um, But like, I always say, don't trust a coach without a coach. And Mm -hmm. so if you're starting in your journey, you need to invest in yourself through the container of someone who is doing what you want to do in, you know, in in the way that you want to do it. You know, so whether that's one of us, whether that's someone totally different, doesn't matter. You got to invest in yourself. You got to get yourself in a container where you will learn and you will have space held for you and you will have a confidant, not your boyfriend, not your mom, (laughs) those people. Like you have to be with community in that that collective. It's so fucking important. Oh my God. Invest in yourself. I don't, there's nothing else to say. (laughs) Yeah. If you're not willing to, who the fuck is going to invest in you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's like the, definitely the most pivotal thing. hundred percent. And it's like, I will be a broken record and say that forever on repeat because Mm -hmm. it takes everyone, right. They need to hear it. Um, and it's all about like who resonates with you, right? Like who do you feel can help you, who can accelerate your journey and then go to that person and ask for help and know that you allowing yourself to be supported is going to create so much more strength in what you're doing. Oh, yes. And that energy is going to come back to you tenfold as well when you invest in yourself too. It's kind of crazy cool how that happens, but it it does every single time. Every single time. Like right away almost. Yeah, because you go first, Mm -hmm. you lead and the universe follows. You have to signal that you're ready for clients by you investing in someone else to teach you how to hold space for clients. And Mm -hmm. then the universe is like, oh, okay, she's doing it. Let's send her a couple clients. Mm -hmm. Right? Like that's just, it's, it's simple math. It's just like, it's law. It's the way the universe works. If you don't signal that you're ready, it won't happen or it's going to be a struggle, honey. Yeah. And take way longer than it needs to. Exactly. Like the universe needs, we need your gifts now. Like stop messing around. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I love like everything that you're all about, obviously very similar uh, message and very aligned. And I love your mission, helping people shine. Thank you so much for sharing your magic with us. Where can people find you? What do you, you know, where can they learn more about what you have to offer? All the things. Yes, all the things. So you can find me on Instagram at Namaste Janae. That is where I'm always at. So come on over, say hi. Um, and I have a podcast, Align Your Life, which I'm sure we have like similar guests and similar vibes. So it's all about like spiritual self-development as well as some soulpreneurship mixed in there. So you'll get major takeaways. And those are the two places you can find me. Of course, website, namastagenay.com. But um, yeah, come on over, say hi on the gram. 
Awesome. Yeah. I'll leave your show notes in, or I'll leave your links in the show notes and guys definitely check out Janae. As you can tell, if you've listened to this, she's freaking awesome and she's doing big things. And I'm so grateful for having you on the show today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.